everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Bata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. Obstacles don't have to stop you. In fact, if you run into a wall, don't turn around and just give up. Figure out how to climb it, how to go through it, or better yet, how to work around it. That's what we're going to talk about today, friends. We're going to talk about developing an elite athlete mindset. And for those of you that just randomly selected this episode because you were curious and maybe yourself are not an athlete, maybe you just started your workout routine, like wherever you're at on the spectrum, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you clicked on this episode. And I knew that this title will only be so popular to to select group of people, but even if that's not your goal to become an elite athlete or to even be good at athletics to begin with, I believe that what we're going to talk about in the podcast today is truly something that can help you in so many other capacities in your life. So I'm really excited to have you here. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the talk of the week so we can get to the meat and the potatoes of the good stuffs. Uh, butternut squash tacos. Roasted butternut squash tacos. I freaking love butternut squash, like, especially with like a little bit of like sweet potato, y'all. Oh my gosh, the sweetness is so freaking delicious. So this is more of a vegetarian type taco. You can't get enough veggies in. Of course, you could add meat on top of it if you so feel the need to. But this is just delicious. And I think, again, if you decide to wrap it up in a tortilla or not, this is just even great for overall meal prep, especially as we get into the cooler fall seasons where just crockpot meals, oven roasted stuff is just delicious. So go check that out uh, before you leave the episode today. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. So uh, where is this coming from? I've explain this plenty and plenty of times. Um, a lot of you guys know that I do the American Ninja Warrior stuff. Uh, primarily my focus has kind of stepped away from that ever so slightly. I'm more going back to like the basics and fundamentals in that space, stepping down a little bit from the pro athletics in that, um, to focus more on becoming an elite athlete within the DECA fitness space, which if you have no idea what that is, go look it up. I highly recommend that everyone does something like that, uh, because it's just an incredible event and series that has overall like changed my life and how I look at movement and how I honestly look at myself as a human being, as an athlete, just in a lot of different ways. But all that to say, um, a couple months ago, back in June, it was my goal to qualify for world championships. And in order to do that, I had to hit a certain time and that time had to be good enough to be in the top 20 females in the entire world for the 25 to 29 year old age group. Well, in June, I went after it and I succeeded. I chopped like three minutes off my time and I got a PR of like 1442. It was incredible. Such a big moment for me. And coming out of that weekend, I was like, okay, if I was able to do that, I wonder what I can do, right? Just this funny mindset of more, more, more. Got to give me more. Of course, I was super excited about it, but I was like, I really want to see if I can race with the big dogs. Like, it would be so cool to say in my rookie year, only doing this six or seven months now, to be able to say, like, in my rookie year, I qualified for the elite wave. Let's just go after it. Because the worst that happens is I end up working a little bit harder. I end up getting a better time. I get seated better in my um, division or age group. 
And I go to world championships just even better than if I had not set the goal and just kind of went for like, okay, I feel comfortable here. We're just going to race here, et cetera. So I've had two more shots ever since June to do that. The last shot I talked about, oh my God, (laughs) we had to take some risks at the end of the day where I had to go out and try some new things. I had to go a little bit faster than some of the pacing I, you know, normally do. And I blew up. I almost was unable to finish. Like it was that unbearable and that painful, but it was like one of the best experiences in the entire world for me because one of the fears that came about was what if I don't finish? Like that was in my subconscious of like, what if I don't finish? That would be absolutely embarrassing. It'd be traumatizing. And like, what if it keeps me from ever wanting to try this again? Like that would freaking suck. And so subconsciously I had that. And then here we go. Here was that moment where I was like, mom, I don't think I could finish this as I'm like on the air bike dying. And she was like, no, like it doesn't matter. Like take the time out of it. Like you're not in that race anymore. Your race is you against you just trying to fight the pain cave. And I was like, you're freaking right. And I finished and I faced my fear. And that, what would have been seen as a failure from the old Kayla was seen as such a revolutionary, like needed to happen moment to see what it felt like to really fight, but to also show myself that that that's literally the worst that could happen. And I proved to myself that I will finish that even if it's the slowest ever, that I've ever done, I will finish. I will find a way tooth and nail to finish. And that was more important than me doing better um, or getting a elite qualifying time. Well, I attempted it again this weekend. This was the last weekend where all of the times count because um, after this weekend, they send all of the times to headquarters and they start sending out emails at the end of September of, you know, hey, this is what you qualified for. Go ahead and sign up, yada, yada. So this weekend, I went into it with this headspace of like, okay, clearly what I did last time did not work. I have to stop trying to be like the elite athletes right now. Like, I know I'm trying to qualify for the elite wave, but I am trying to race like them when they are so far ahead. I need to race like me and how I know how to best race this. And if that earns me an elite qualifying time, amazing. But if it doesn't, then it's not the end of the world. I ran my own race. I learned what I needed to learn. And in some capacity, I grew, right? And so I went into this weekend and I had just a completely different mindset and I walked out of it with a 15.06 time. Um, and I was so proud of that. Like, yes, it wasn't my PR. I was 24 seconds behind. Granted, the stations were really far apart. Like I had to run to certain stations. So I really think that the transition time uh, hurt just a little bit. I think I actually would have hit my PR if not a few seconds before, but none of that matters, right? I came out of it being like, I kept my head down and I stuck to my plan and I trusted my gut on where I needed to be to run my best race. And that felt really good for someone that's really had issues trusting and believing in the process and trusting and believing in myself that I am capable of doing things like sticking to the plan. So anyways, there were very specific things that I did in the weeks leading up to this and the days and even the morning before to make sure that I was in the right mental space to race as if I was the elite racer that I will inevitably be one day. And I wanted to come on the podcast, share the story, and then share what it is that I did to help you in your life, to help you in athletics, to help you in your workouts, like whatever it is. Because again, I truly believe that it's transformative. And I hope already, like just by me saying the story, I hope that you picked out certain lessons of like, whoa, I can apply that. Uh, so if not, rewind it, go listen to it. There's a couple of things that I mentioned in there that I'm not about to mention. So take what you need from that. So with that being said, 
how do we develop the elite athlete mindset and what did I specifically do? The first thing that I had to do was look at my perspective. I had to look at how I was viewing the event and competition this past weekend. Was I viewing it in a space where I was putting so much pressure on myself that it was instilling fear within me? Was I looking at it as an amazing opportunity, something that I get to do? Was I looking at it as this is just another workout? We're just going to go and do a workout and whatever happens, happens type thing. And how I viewed that event was going to be everything. And I believe that that is so true for not only competitions for other athletes listening to this, but things in life that we go after. If we put all of this unnecessary pressure on ourselves to perform, like this is the biggest event. Like when I went to go and film for American Ninja Warrior, like I put a lot of effing pressure on myself both times. And I'm not shocked that I fell early because it wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to go play on obstacles. I literally do this every week. Like I know how to do the things. Like because it was like, I'm on television, I'm on the big stage. Like I've only done that kind of stuff like twice. And it's not shocking that all the people that have done this for seven plus seasons are really good at it because they have the specificity training of what it feels like. And they go out at it like, yes, this is a bigger stage than a normal competition, you know, platform, but it's, it's just another course. I'm just here to touch some obstacles. Like they have that mindset. So I want to challenge you for the next thing that you're shooting for is think about how are you viewing this event? Like, what is the perspective? Put pen to paper and actually be able to see on paper what are the thoughts that are going through your head? And I'm hoping that you're going to tap into your subconscious just a little bit here to see if there is any unnecessary pressure that you are putting on yourself. The way that I looked at this weekend was, A, this is an opportunity where I get to celebrate the fact that I no longer live life on the couch. Like, I always think about it. This is a way to celebrate my fitness, to celebrate how far I come. But also for me, I thought of it honestly as the balance of like, it. this is just another workout. I literally train the stuff in the gym day in and day out. I have the mental capacity for this. This is just another workout where I'm putting it all together and I'm seeing what I can do. And I'm going to push where I can push. I'm going to be smart where I need to be smart. And I'm going to trust my gut in doing the race that I know that I can run, right? So that's how I viewed the event. So step one is see how you're actually viewing the event or whatever it is that you're shooting after. The second thing is create standards in your mind over expectations. I think I've talked about standards and expectations in every single podcast like the last month. So hopefully you're not sick of hearing it. But clearly, if I'm saying it more than once, it it means that it's important. And it obviously applies to so many different things. There is nothing wrong, you guys, with having a goal. Like goals give us maps. Like they are our roadmaps that allow for us to kind of have some sort of guiding light of things that interest us, things that bring us joy, passion, etc. Nothing wrong with having a goal. But is that goal that you set more of an expectation that will ultimately set you up for disappointment if it doesn't come to fruition? Or is it more of a standard around the things that you can control? This is when I stop setting expectations or goals around like, I'm going to qualify elite. Like, yes, that was a stretch goal of mine. But what I did going into this weekend was I set the standard of, okay, 
my standard is that I am smooth and steady because those are my superpowers. I am not the speediest of athletes and I'm trying to no longer pretend that I am. Like, I'm not going to race in the way that I know that I can't race. Like, that'll be down the road as I get even more deeper into this and my training increases and my, you know, capacity aerobic and anaerobically increases. But right now, my superpowers are when I am controlled and relaxed and I stay steady. Truly. So with that being said, yes, I had my uh, my guiding light of this is the overall stretch goal, but I wanted to control the fact that I can focus in on my breath. I could focus in on good, smooth movements. I could focus on being steady of just feeling good because when I do that, I know that I perform. Um, so that's what I want you to ultimately shoot after. And I also even said to myself too, I want to make it a standard that like, even if I come off that effing assault bike, which everyone does feeling like complete jello and death, (laughs) that I am able to put one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving. Even if it's like I walk over, I kind of stumble over and it's not very pretty. And I toss that ball over my shoulder and it takes me like a few extra seconds of my normal pacing on the over the shoulders. Like it wasn't about the pacing. It was just the fact that I was like, I'm just gonna keep moving. I'm not gonna peter out. I'm not gonna stop and contemplate my life. I'm just gonna do the thing. Think, don't do. I'm sorry. No, do, don't think. <laughs> that's it. And that, that's that's where we're at today. It's a Monday. All right. So standards over expectations. How can you remove the goals or the expectations that, again, kind of put that pressure on you to meet something and will ultimately lead to disappointment if you don't? meet that or if it doesn't come to fruition and how can you create more standards around the things that you can control because that mentally is going to put you in such a better place okay the next thing keeping on obviously the mental path here clearly because that's what we're talking about is having powerful mental reminders and focuses like this is everything like a lot of people will see that I write down things on my arms when I go and do these events I actually didn't this time um I actually had one of the coaches that um, was coaching me and counting my reps. She said, how do you like to best be coached? And I'm so glad that I had her because she was awesome in doing this. And of course, they had my BFF Megan there and she was just, she's just the best. I just love her always. (laughs) Just like, you're having so much fun, all the things. But I told her, I was like, I just need to constantly hear the mental reminder of smooth and steady. That's it. Same thing that I just talked about before, right? But like having that mental reminder of like breathe, smooth and steady, just those quick, really powerful things, put your focus back on the things that matter and not on the things that don't, aka the time, aka like she even asked me, like, do you want me to tell you where at time wise? I'm like, no, I, I have zero interest in knowing where I'm at time wise because I don't want to sit there and turn the f- like freak out flip on or switch on because I totally would if you told me that I'm at such and such time. And I know that I'm not going to get there. I have to go balls to the walls. Like, yes, I know that some people really enjoy that. For me, I just need to stay in my zone and race my own race. That's just where I'm at as an athlete right now. So having those little mental reminders, whether it's writing something on your hand for you to look down at when you're in those tough moments, something that a coach can say, like little cues, things like that, super important. And then the other side of that is focuses. And I say this because what I did, I was really, really intentional about this. Like if you go back and you watch my videos, on the moments where I had really long efforts, so like the rower, the ski erg, the assault bike, the tank, I closed my eyes. I literally closed my eyes and I counted my breaths 
because if I was able to count my breaths, I wasn't focused on anything else. I've, I know my technique. I've done a million and a half reps of these things that I'm doing because I train them literally every, almost every single day. I just needed to focus on my breath so that I wasn't focusing on the pain. I wasn't focusing on where my mind wanted to go, which is like, holy crap, you better finish. You better do this. Got to go faster. Yada, yada, yada. It was the important thing of smooth and steady and breathe. Because I know if I could breathe and stay controlled and put my mind on the the count, the number that I was on, I wasn't focused on the pain that my body was going through. I was focused on counting. <laughs> and it's such an amazing trick that I absolutely love because our mind can only handle so much input. So give it an input that it's actually going to feed on. Okay. So having powerful mental reminders and focuses, whatever that might be for you. Okay. Um, this next one is more about how you follow maybe an event after you've taken the time to reflect, but also even going into preparing for your next event. And it is, you know, there's a lot of people that sit there and talk about, oh, well, practice makes perfect. Like that is one of like the most popular quotes of all time. I disagree. (laughs) Yes, I believe that practice allows for you to get better. But for me, my motto is practice creates trust. The more you put yourself And those very specific situations that simulate the pain, the strain, the feeling of the hard that you will inevitably face for whatever you're going after, the more time you get to observe just how you react and you get to work on fine-tuning how you navigate that pain cave. I love calling it the pain cave, okay? For example... If you struggle on being breathless or having your legs literally turn into jello, then set up something in your workout that does that, where all of a sudden you feel like you might literally fall over. And yes, this sounds like death, but like set it up. And when you are doing those efforts, follow it up with the very important step of freaking reflecting that focuses on how you're capable of overcoming it right? So you do this effort. It's really hard. You sit there and maybe it didn't go as expected. That's okay. Reflect on what worked. Reflect on what didn't work. Learn through it and really be sure that you celebrate how you were able to overcome it. And like I said, know that the times that you feel like you failed or workout didn't go as expected, please never ever think that it was a wasted workout. I promise you some of those workouts where you literally feel like I just shit the bed are some of the best workouts ever. Because you are building your ability to adapt in the moment, which is incredibly important when it comes to competition and adjusting your strategy on the fly. Like, that's what I believe truly makes the best elite athletes is not because it doesn't hurt, not because that they don't have doubts or insecurities or because um, they don't get tired. Like, they probably feel it, if not more than us. They're just really good when shit hits the fan of being able to pivot of being able to adapt and adjust based off of their situation. Like, I truly believe that that's like their main characteristic that is their superpower or weapon. So by, again, allowing for yourself to simulate these situations, again, you get to see how you currently react and you get to build more of that tenacity and that ability to adapt. And it's so, so, so important when, okay, it's go time. World championships, here we go. Like, it's time to empty the tank and give it all I got. You've already been there so many times. And think about how transformative this is. Like I thought about this this weekend. 
of like, when I stepped up to the plate, like, yes, there's the nerves and the doubts of like, what if I can't do this? Like, what if I fail? But then you start to then look for the proof of like, okay, I'm trusting myself and my gut because of all the work that I've put in. And I've hiked the hardest mountain. I've done the hardest workouts and I've made it through every single one of them. I'm going to use that trust and that proof today to power through whatever this course throws at me today. Super, super powerful. Okay. And this actually takes me perfectly in to my last point for the day, which is to find an excuse to win. I'm not even going to take any sort of credit for how amazing this quote is. This was the quote, like when I walked in the door, I looked over to my left and in their little front area, this was the quote that they had hanging up. And I was just flooded with all of the best like emotions and just like the, and like just the goosebumps because it's so true. How often do we walk into these situations after we've worked our asses off, you guys, and we sit there and we find every single reason as to why we can't. It happens so often, not just again in elite athletics, it happens so much in our lives all across the board. Finding an excuse to win is about looking for the proof, okay? I encourage you to not only lean into this during your workouts, but in your life, go search for the proof that you are capable. Celebrate the reasons why you are more than worthy and trust that all that you've overcome, all that you've walked through up until this point has made you more than enough. Thank you guys so much for showing up for you today. Again, I hope that this podcast episode hit home. And if it does, please share it with a friend or someone else that needs to hear this message. And of course, if you have not yet, be sure to rate or review the podcast. It just makes sure that that these types of messages and episodes are getting out to the people that truly need them. Until next time, you guys go out there, search for the proof and start creating excuses in your life as to why you can win over and over and over again. And until then, I will see you guys for another episode of Taco About a Tuesday. See you then.